Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the Raging Rundown portion of the Raging Marks Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about everything that's pertinent in the news world of wrestling. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Ravishing Randy, joined to my right by my hetero life mate, my lifelong friend, TNK. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Ravishing Randy? How we doing, man? Ah, close to spectacular, man. Yeah. Been a crazy week in wrestling, man. As I say, over here to my left, Rampage Ramsey. In, uh, in studio. Yeah. I'm here. I'm present today. He exists. And I'm calling this, not the Raging Rundown today, it's the Cody Rundown. Well, as I say, a good chunk of this is going to be dedicated to the big bombshell news that we uh, got at the beginning of the week, which is that Cody Rhodes is no longer associated with AEW. They had a parting of the ways. Ramsey, you want to go ahead and uh, spill a little more tea on this? Uh, So supposedly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the deal was broken because of uh, money. Mm -hmm. They couldn't agree in terms with with on uh, contract deals with money. Um, he was expecting a little bit more. They didn't want to pay him more. Uh, From what I hear, he was looking for CM Punk, Brian Danielson money, and Tony Khan balked at that. Um, I mean, granted, you know, CM Punk, needle mover. Brian Danielson, needle mover. Cody Rhodes, face of AEW. Yeah, uh, one of the EVPs and, and, and so forth. I... I, I get that Cody's been the face of the company, but I mean, is he as big of a draw as names like that? It's not. You get. I think. I think everybody's looking at it as in short term about a draw. It's not about draw. It's about the knowledge that he helps with Tony Khan behind the scenes. It's also him behind the curtain doing a lot of the stuff at Gorilla. It's a lot of things in productions and everything else that he brings to the table, you're losing. But you don't think that guys like Punk and Danielson aren't in Khan's ear, giving him some of that sage wisdom And I as think well? he was kind of losing the locker room while he was leaving because it kind of felt like, hey, man, he's, you're hogging the limelight with you doing all these other shows, and then you're coming back whenever you want. But again, he is an EVP. He did help start the company. Mm-hmm. So I get that being slighted by Tony Khan, not wanting to make more money, but at the same time, Tony Khan's kind of in a bind because with all the signings he had after COVID, the money's not really there, and he kept a lot of those guys on the books, the payroll, to help them out during that time. Uh So Tony Khan talked about this, how he's going to have to let some people go this year, and he's going to hold off on signing people now because they're pretty much booked as they are. You know, well... So I didn't know if we were going to maybe talk about that a little bit later on, oh, like once we get to like the roundtable discussion on this. But in a way, it kind of it kind of helps alleviate some of the problems that our, our AEW's roster is dealing with. Because yeah, we were talking about how there is a case of roster bloat right now. Well, you know, we can touch on this in a minute, but I just wanted to bring that yeah. up as a reason why Tony Khan may not have said, "Cody, you know, you help your original EVP. You've done so much for the company, but what you're asking, I cannot physically do right now." Um, and then also with Cody's age, he's he's thirty six to be thirty seven in June, I believe. He he stated a long time ago he wanted to wrestle till he was forty, maybe get into politics or whatever. I, I you know who knows, but he's been doing a lot of stuff outside of uh you know with the big the big show or um, the go big show the go big yeah. show. I'm sorry, and then also with the roads the, the reality TV show he has, you know. Don't get it twisted. He's doing it for himself too. But hundred percent. Yeah. He's helped. That also brings, like I said, he's the face of AEW. He's that face that's out there that helps draw in the not so um, your everyday wrestling fans and say, casual oh, viewer. Yeah, your casual viewers because oh, Cody's on AEW. 
let's start let's watch them so i think i i think that could be a detrimental loss to them because now they're going to lose their casual fans that watch the roads to the top and to the big uh the big show because they watch them they get to know them they got to know brandy and it's just not the loss of, of cody let's put touch on this she's gone too yeah and she did a lot of things behind the scenes for um, charity work, which now it's going to um, the person charged now is going to be uh, uh, what's his name's uh, uh, wife. The the one I can't. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm busy. I've been doing remodels all day. Um, oh boy, that passed away. Oh, uh, uh, Birdie Lee. Yeah, I, I believe I believe his wife will be doing now the uh, charity work uh, part for uh, AEW. I believe. Probably so. They have a connection with her and the kid. I, I could uh, totally foresee that because that so, would be good work. But losing Brandy and the economics part of it is going to hurt too in the long run too. Because those two people that are helping your pro, your your industry that knows the industry in the background all the time. The other three supposedly EVPs are are your talent. It's it's always on the screen. And one thing too. Ask me, I'm going to ask you guys this. As much as Cody, maybe not mainstream like the other ones, but out of the, uh, out of the other people you named, who puts over talent? Who's going to put over talent? Because Cody puts over talent. Cody does. Kenny was doing that originally, and that was a, that was a knock against him, was that you had this guy that was a dominant wrestler uh, coming from New Japan, that once he got to AEW, he was... He didn't 100% that on good. that one, and I was a fan of him because he actually had his time with the belt. He had his year because right mm-hmm. now he's in his late 30s. How much longer is he going to wrestle? And he was banged up. He had a really good, solid run. You can say what you will about the Young Bucks. Uh, you know they're not champions currently. They haven't really been featured on television that much. So yeah, who will put over younger talent? There'll be somebody else, I'm sure. Dude, like say what you but, will about like Punk and and like that streak. Well, that's that currently he was Punk's doing that until yeah. MJF. But I mean. In the matches, even though Punk was winning, he'd make it a point to make the other wrestlers look good. Well, that's what he should be doing. Yeah, yeah. and that's what you're supposed to do. But, I mean, dude, what he's doing with MJF right now is is fucking, like... I mean, if MJF wasn't a made man before, he's going to be a fucking made man on the other side of this. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Punk's done an outstanding job putting together that storyline with MJF. I mean, there are other people in the company that can take over that role. I'm not like I'm not saying it's not a huge loss for AEW, but again, we'll we'll touch on a little bit more once we get to the roundtable discussion because I know I know that was one of the questions that you were going to pose um, when it came time to that. Also, too, is his last name. I don't, you know, even for like you talk about the casual viewers, some of hardcore viewers, you hear roads and how far you know that goes down, and especially down in the south. That name goes goes distance. So Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty, it's you know you you get some of those players because you, if you really and I and I don't have the numbers. I have not doing the research, but AEW's highest mark viewership is sixth in in the sixties. You know, sixty or 50, 50 to sixty year olds. So like that's you know I think some of those thing numbers you know going to change because he's not going to be there now on the flip side too it goes back to WWE which is 
I'm flabbergasted that that that's his move. Well, you know? also, but okay. So you brought it up. That? You brought it up a moment ago about the fact that he's 37, yeah. and that he said he didn't want to really wrestle beyond 40. Why not get one last major payday? 100%. Especially the fact that you've now proven to Vince that you're able to go out there on your own, mm-hmm. make a name for yourself, start your own company, you know, whatever, to, to, to maybe not necessarily go completely against WWE, but to, to, to be legitimate competition, or at least get it to the point where it can be legitimate competition. Yeah, because, I mean, it's actually... Nick Khan is the one that's telling, you know, though to be like, hey, man, we should get Cody. Cody's name's out there. He's doing TV shows. People know who he is. He's friends with The Miz. Miz is doing his own thing, reality TV, Dancing with the Stars. Cody is doing that currently. Maybe he could branch out more, get his name more out there, and collect a hefty payday, yeah, which could be well, maybe they, his final like, run. They, 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 just had, they just had a baby girl yeah. not, not too long ago. Yeah, let's say I'm, I'm almost positive that they want to have more kids. Probably. But he even said that, like, one of the things that he, he kind of hated as a kid growing up was that, like, his dad would be gone for long stretches of time. Mm-hmm. And, like, he didn't necessarily, once he had kids, want to put them through that same thing. I mean, granted, we also live in a different day and age where you can be a part-time wrestler and work just, like, specific dates and not have to come every week yeah. or be on the road every week. But, I mean, yeah, you know, if there is one last major payday that's out there on the table and you, you got a young family that you're maybe looking to grow, why not get that last cash grab while you can and make sure, one, everybody's financially secure, mm-hmm. and, B, like, one thing that's eluded him, and he's kind of said it, in the past, it was like, you know, he wanted to be WWE champion. You know, that's, I mean, that is the pinnacle of, in this day and age of our sport. Even though WWE doesn't necessarily treat that belt with the respect that it deserves at no. times. You know, that that is the pinnacle of the sport. Until AEW maybe rises to a point where they overtake WWE or another promotion comes and do, does it. WWE title is the standard bearer. Oh, no, 100%. You know, so, I mean, it, it, maybe it comes down to legacy. Like I said, maybe it's getting that last payday. If WWE's going to throw a stupid amount of money at him, why the fuck not? Yeah, you take away one of their uh, original EVPs competition. It's like, hey, remember <laughs> this guy? He was on AEW, now he's with us. You know, I think it just, it'll... I think it'll be interesting to see if he's if he's gets a role in, in the company also in creative and has a uh, part, part creative. Oh, I could absolutely see that. You know, because I think with that too, I think it's just not the draw of what he's did as wrestling too, but it's also the draw is like he got his daddy's mind, mm-hmm. and I think they finally realized that. You know, maybe Vince finally was like, "Oh shit, yeah, you know what? You got his that's Dusty 2.0. Let's we need to get this on, and we need to start. You know, getting back. So going to the round table." And let's go right to the round table, and we'll get back to the news with the other news that we have. Mm-hmm. But on the news is like, you know, will will like Vince put Cody maybe like a role with uh, like how Hunter was in NXT to help out NXT 2.0 on the side when he was wrestling wrestle on Monday or Fridays, and then maybe on Tuesdays helping the 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 talent down in Orlando. I mean, he could work a deal like that out with him because Cody is going to negotiate his contract to have special. You know, he's not going to be a he'll be a full time guy, but I think he'll probably. I don't think he's a full time guy. 
He might not be. He might just be coming around, which I think a lot of wrestlers in WWE have so much damn talent. You don't need to be on screen every week. But if you just show Cody sparingly and to make him feel like a big name when he's there, uh, yeah, he could throw out time and help out the you know NXT if he wanted to. But I see that for him later in life as an agent, a producer. I, I'm just kind of curious because you did have two great minds running NXT in what? Sean and, and Hunter, and then you even throw Jesse James in the equation. I was going to say just William Regal, but yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, William Regal. But I mean, you, you literally cleared house because Vince wanted his vision of what his future WWE stars will be. I don't know if Cody necessarily fits that. Yeah, Cody's role. more of those guys that we just talked about. He doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the... look at uh, look at a lot of the the WWE castaways that ended up in AEW. Like those are clearly AEW guys that Vince thought weren't WWE guys. Yeah. So I don't I don't necessarily see Cody coming Cody in. Cody can and help with the promo. Role. He could do with the promo. I could. I, I mean, that's, right that's that's actually helps because you know that's what's suffering now. If you go look at Braun Breaker, his he's. You got another WWE guy equals not good on the fucking mic. Yeah, they need that. And Cody, is, I'll give, I'm not the biggest Cody fan in the world, but I have to give Cody this. He's great on the microphone. He gives compelling promos every time he's in the ring. Mm. Another question I have for you guys is, how bad is the relationship with Rhodes, Omega, and the Young Bucks for him to really not, to for him to resign with WWE? Well, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all those guys, they were, you know, independents. They traveled the world, New Japan, so they had a relationship ahead of time. Cody, when he got released, he, then he had no choice but to do the independence, try to make a name for himself. So when he went to New Japan, he originally joined the, the Young Bucks, or I'm sorry, not the Young Bucks, the Bullet Club, which they were a faction at the time, and he kind of felt like an outcast, but then they did, like, the Elite, and it kind of felt forced, because those, I think the Young Bucks and Kenny were really good friends, and they just kind of joined with Cody. I don't know how tight they were in the locker room behind well, like, the scenes. Well, it's like one of those things that, you know, I'm sure there was a legitimate friendship that was forged there at one point. Time. Yeah. But again, when you got guys like Kenny and the Bucks that have had skin in the game a lot longer together, yeah. you know, and you throw in this outside factor, well, you know, after a while, you know, everybody gets power. You know, after a while, you're not necessarily going to agree with each other, but one thing you're going to do is you're going to have your buddies back. So, if say, like, Kenny and and Cody don't agree on a particular thing, who do you think the Bucks are going to back? Are they, are they going to back the, the new friend, or are they going to back the guy that they bled with on the road That's for a great point. ages? I yeah. mean, so, I don't know if it's necessarily, if there's as much bad blood as maybe is out there in the I don't the think there really mill. is, yeah. But, I mean, again, I, I could see where there were creative differences and maybe Cody's voice was the odd man out because, again, you know, it's three against one. No, I, I agree. Um, one, of the, like, one of the things that you kind of had on here that, that we touched on a little bit or I touched on a little bit was, or, like, one of the questions was, does this hurt AEW's appeal? Does it does it hurt AEW? That was the next one I was going to ask. Ah, well, I was going to say, you, you, you went down a little bit further in the list. I didn't know if you skipped over it, if you were going to come back to it. I was moving up and down. No, um, but, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if it necessarily... It, it, it's a blow to AEW, but I don't think it's a death nail or, you know, I don't think it's this... I know WWE is going to trumpet it as a huge win, and that AEW, like the cracks in the foundation are starting to form and everything like that. I don't necessarily think it's like that. Now, if you do see more big notable names leave AEW, then yeah, that then there is a problem. 
But, I mean, we were talking about a bloated roster. We are talking about the fact that they were not going to be signing a lot of guys and then trying to figure out TV time-wise how to fit everybody in and how to utilize people properly. I mean, granted, if you don't have a Cody there, it opens up spots for I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, let's be honest, man. Like, Cody, yeah, man, I don't think it's going to really hurt him that bad because Cody would take all stretches to do his you know, show, TV shows and have a kid. I don't think it really hurt. The ratings are still kind of the same overall in the long you know, scheme of things. Uh, you know, Cody, if he had a big match here and there, yeah, you would tune in. But sometimes I felt like those matches were kind of, you know, when he fought Malachi Black, you know, some of his rivalries, it made sense when he fought the younger talent. I did really enjoy those storylines of the TV title. Like, the Malachi Black stuff was good, but then it, it kind of dragged on and it yeah. dragged on. And then, like, Cody ended up getting his win back, like, with a third match. And... It was like, I mean, oh, did we really okay. need to see it three times? No, and I mean, look, I think the AEW will be fine without Cody. I don't think it's going to be a real big deal long term. Mm-hmm. I don't foresee it. So, you look at it in ring. I look at, you know, I look at kind of like the business of the of the business. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this: I think it will affect them behind the scenes more longer than it will be in the ring. In the ring, I think they're good. I think behind the scenes it might affect him a little bit more longer. Because one thing, I don't care how good Tony Khan is, they're not, they don't have wrestling mindset behind that, behind it. Jim Ross is about, contract's about to be up, and from what I'm hearing, that's not going to, he's not going to resign. You're losing, just at the time, you're, now, you're losing Cody and Brandy, which I already touched on, what what have they, what they, what they could have done, what they what have, what, eh, shit. What they've done behind the scenes so far, you're losing that now. You got to replace that, and the experience you're losing the experience, and yet you do have a lot of great people behind the scenes like Arn, Dean Malenko, but their mindset is still older. It's it's a lot of newer, like the the concept of the YouTube and the dark matches. That was the original concept of Cody. So like the the, the new bring up the new up. Deals, and they do have a lot of people on the roster that can help. But you have a mind of a Rhodes, you're losing that. That's a huge loss behind the scenes, I believe. I was gonna say though, I think like again, Punk. You know, when he, when he came back, he said he wasn't just there to be an in-ring talent. That like he was gonna give all of himself to it, and so he's already. He's already come out and said several times about how he's had a hand in booking a lot of his angles with this, but I do feel like he will be more involved. I feel like Danielson will be more involved because, hell, Danielson was more involved with the booking side of things in WWE and, like, the creative before he left. And that stretch on SmackDown before he wrestled his last match, that was some of the best programming SmackDown had in ages. So, I mean... You do have creative minds that are behind the scenes and, and people that will be able to contribute. Sure, Cody is is a loss in that regard from the booking standpoint and from maybe the creative, but I still Financial think... Financial impact, too. No. I think the commercials and all the... <coughs> he bookers a lot of the, the original uh, deals for like commercials. For TNT and stuff like that. For, for, not TBS. Well, the, the contract for TNT was... was was pretty much Cody. I think it was. I, I will agree with you on that one. I think a lot of those names that you brought up, you I know, think he structured the deal with the network from his name. It's like you, you had four vice presidents, yeah. but only one was doing the fucking work. Oh, and yeah. That was, and the, that was Cody. For the outside the... Yeah. Not necessarily in the ring, but outside the ring. We, we all know all four of them don't have... Like, 
all four of them by, by, by last year didn't do any. They got all their title kind of got stripped down. It was just a glamour position. Well, the well the Bucks are still big on the merch side of things. Like they're the ones that that like. Okay, first thing, first let's, merch on AEW. I don't like when people say uh, there's no disrespect or anything, but half their shits on fucking wrestlingtees.com. Yeah, all yeah. of it. So merch, what you gonna do? Just well, but it, add well, the fucking. You well, tell but again, them, it's not like it's not like they're not doing anything. They're doing something, but they don't have as big of a voice in the creative and booking process because no, Tony Khan to, is like. But no, but to uh, Ramsey's point, like you know, yeah, with TNT and we're down, they're on TBS. I think that probably was structured through Cody Rhodes' name in particularly, and I think just certain commercials, booking things from that aspect, from a business side. Probably was structured from a Cody Rhodes and his wife doing the charities. Yeah, that those will take hits and his wisdom and knowledge from taking the old school with the new school, blending the two. Um, but you know, look. But on that flip side too, I think that's what Vince could use him helping with NXT because hey, it's no, it's not, it's not a, you know, a detriment. But NXT 2.0 is failing. It's failing by ratings. Hands down, they have the same number of shows so far as at NXT Black and Gold on Tuesday nights. When when they move to Tuesday, they have now equal footing shows, and they're behind the ratings from the Black and Gold brand. Oh, I think they're all. So, well, yeah, but, but Vince has nobody topic. to blame but himself. So, yeah. I understand that, but now that's why I said that Cody could help out with that and try to just for like promoting wise can help. Just because look, Cody got this. Cody was one of the 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 key players to get AEW up up off the ground, and Vince got us. You know, Vince won't say it, but holy shit, it is a threat, and it's a threat. You take the you take the person that's that's the you look as the main person behind the scenes. You take them when you get a chance. Well, plus he's a good name. He's he's a, he's a hot. He, it's a name. He's coming back. Look what fucking Drew McIntyre's doing, coming back, and. You can see that, and that's come. My next question will be this: This weekend, if he signs before this Saturday, rumors is the Elimination Chamber card will be changed, the outcomes and everything will be changed because Cody's going to have a major role in WrestleMania. Mm. I don't think I think it's, it's it doesn't make sense to do it in another country, Saudi sort of Arabian country, because they might not know who Cody Rhodes is. I think if you're going to reveal, Cody's not going to not fight. Yeah. But I'm talking about things like. Let's say Brock Lesnar was going to win Elimination Chamber, win the title, yeah. title versus title. Now that might change, and it might be someone else in there, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship. If they go that route, I'm all for it. I would so love that. That's that's the question. But I had this question because the main event at WrestleMania is going to be is going to be Roman Reigns versus Lesnar. That's night one. Night two will be Charlotte and Ronda. So my question this would be I think it's flip flop, but so my yeah, question would be like this. Are. What would be a better main event for for WrestleMania? Lesnar versus Reigns again or Cody being beating Reigns for the title? That's that that's not gonna I wanna see no. Cowboy Brock is on fire, nothing's stopping him right now, especially at the Pat McAfee interview. Nobody's touching Cowboy Brock right now. But Cody and maybe like a Seth Rollins for the belt or whoever else is, if they want to do that, I'd love to see that. I'm all for that. But um, 
It's not believable. Not yet. It does not have time I, I, to set that feud. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Cody. I don't think Cody is, is is ready for that main event spot at Mania yet. Yeah, not yet. He, he let not. Him. I mean, granted, it is a big name that they're bringing in, and he's going to have a big moment at Mania. But I don't think that spot with with Reigns is is ready uh, for him yet. Now, if if theoretically Roman wins at Mania. And keeps it going. Maybe by SummerSlam, that's a more realistic conversation. Main event, Cody. You gotta tell a good story. Let Cody build himself up with WWE. You're, fans you're talking about a company. You're talking about a company in WWE that the dude could be the biggest name in the universe, and they debut on WWE, and Vince thinks that WWE viewers are stupid as to who this person is. Like like they 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 insult your intelligence a lot more than they reward you for sticking around long term oh. and actually pay attention. Oh, they've done it in the past, yeah. So no, I don't I don't think Vince is. Uh, granted, they'll make a big deal out of the fact that oh my god, Cody Rhodes is here, but I don't think they're gonna push him to the point where he would be viewed as credible to be in the main event of Mania this hey, uh, this quick. I said, what would be a better match? Watching Reigns versus Lesnar again. Or a new match between Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, well, I'd rather see something new than something I've already seen. I'd, I'd, I'd rather... The dynamics are different. I'd rather see Lesnar. I'm just not a big Cody Rhodes in-ring fan. I don't want to see Cody going up against Roman, though. Not right now. Not no. now. No, right now. No. Now, like, again, Cody versus Seth, I'm on board for that 100% because I know those two are going to work a fucking match like we haven't seen. Yeah, but that one I'd much rather see, too. But, but yeah, I, don't, we'll I don't think we'll he's see. on that. I don't think he's but on yeah, that level with Roman. When yet. does he debut? Is the second question soon? Because he doesn't have a non-compete. He's working on a handshake deal. If it, if he doesn't debate debut this Saturday, it'll he's be. Not, he's not going to debut this Saturday. Nah. He can be as he'll be if he signs this week. He can be at the performance center by Saturday. I guess the I guess the bigger question is: Is he going to be on Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, great question. That's that's going to be the that's that was the the thing. From what I read was, he could be at the performance center by Saturday, early as Saturday, and then debuting either on WrestleMania or debuting in Fuck, a couple man. weeks. You in could do Cody and his wife versus Miz and his wife for Mania. You could do Cody and Edge. There's so many Brandy, matches. Do. Why, why, why Brandy, do we have to bury Miz and Maurice hey, at Mania hey, again? Brandy Rhodes is not going to WWE. Oh, that's right. She's not going. I forgot about that. That's right. You're right. I was just thinking in my head. I was like, I'd, I'd watch that. But yeah. Uh, no, Cody, no, just looking those matches, I see him going to Raw. They need more star power, but He'd be eventually, you know, we'll see. We'll just see. There's a lot of options available on the table. I, I just think, I think you'll kind of know it's Saturday what's the direction the the for, line, yeah, yeah. For, for him. Because, like I said, if Lesnar wins, wins Saturday, you then you know it's title for title on it at WrestleMania. And I don't see right now, I don't see him losing Saturday because I don't, I can't. I kind of, I kind of do feel like too. It, two, it is to a point where it is to a point where we need to unify the belts, and your WWE champion should just be on both brands, whether whether they're on each show every week or not. That's inconsequential. Yeah, they, they, we'll your your main champion just needs to bounce around. I, I agree with that, but now if you bring into the part where. Cody's coming in, and then now you got Cody and and Seth. Maybe 
you can unify that next year's rest. You go one more year. You just talked about Cody said he wanted to be WWE champion. He's not going to become WWE champion if there's just one title. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. It's a stretch for him to be champion if there's two championship belts. For him, there's one one unified belt. Cody ain't going to get it because Vince loves big men. Cody ain't a big man. I'm sorry, it just that's just how it is. It's always going to be Reigns, going to be Lesnar, maybe Rollins. It'll be but some Rollins established. Is a, Rollins isn't a not big, a big guy. No, but they've he's they've they like him and he's 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 done his due diligence name maybe an edge, you know some some name established name but nobody other than that you stick with your same four or five guys uh, Lashley name uh, not less established name but you big guys Lashley those guys yeah but you just said established name you just named Edge and Seth Rollins so you want somebody established and who who's better established worldwide is Cody is I'm sorry, I hate to say it, Cody is established worldwide is he a big guy no. He's, so he's not Vince's guy. It's just, I'm, yeah, I just don't see it. If it's if it was two dope world titles, I could see it happening. Seth Rollins and not a Vince guy. Seth Rollins is a fucking Triple H guy. But I think he's I think he's won over Vince down the road down the line. I think you know with his promos and all his other abilities, I think he's won over Vince because he's like a Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels type guy. And I think Vince is a sweet spot for that type of guy. But you have to earn his respect. Cody, when he comes back in, he'll have to earn Vince's because it took McIntyre as a big guy. And it took McIntyre a while to get the belt when he deserved it when he fucking got in that damn through that door when he came back. Cody, he's just gonna have to win us over. First, you want to talk about a Vince guy? Let's talk about a guy who said, "Fuck you, Vince. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start my own fucking company, get a fucking TV deal, and go head to head with you." He did the exact thing that would piss you off, but also give you fucking respect. Ruthless aggression. He brought in fucking Paul Heyman after Paul Heyman did what he did at ECW. He brought in Eric Bischoff after what Eric Bischoff said and did to him in the Monday Night Raw. You're making my point. Vince owns you now. You work for him. So it's a way to slap in the face like, hey, you started a company trying to compete with me. Guess what? You work for me now. You're going to have to do what the fuck I tell you to do. And yet, Paul Heyman has brought probably to Vince McMahon some of your greatest championship runs in the fucking history. Am I right or wrong? A bit managerial was absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Wasn't he the head of SmackDown when they had that long-ass run where they were kicking Raw's ass? Was that Heyman? Oh, it was. Was Bischoff when Raw in, in the early 2000s? That's what I thought you were talking about. I was wondering what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. In the 2000s? Yeah. Wasn't Raw was going on this, this this up in up incline with fucking uh, uh, Bischoff in charge of Raw? I'm so, sorry, you bringing people that, that know what the fuck they're doing. Cody knows what the fuck he's doing. He's proved it. Yeah, he does. But he also proved to say fuck but you. Well, Vince allowed all that three too. those two guys and Cody has all three in common. They all gave it to fucking Vince. Vince, as much as you're gonna say you own him, Vince fucking respects the shit out of him. Because if not, they wouldn't keep fucking bringing him back. Well, I hope Vince lets him. We'll see. I hope he lets him, you know, do his thing. Mac- McIntyre said, "Fuck, fuck Vince." He did what he had to do. The road, the road that fucking Drew McIntyre has paved has showed, like, yeah, we can say fuck you, and you're gonna bring us back because you're gonna need us. Yeah, as long as you go out and earn it. Yeah, I hope he does it. We'll just see. Vince is. And guess what? Flip flops. You're gonna see Macadona come back in a couple years because I think Vince finally sees like, oh fuck, we fucked up on that one. And Macadona's giving fucking Vince a big F you right now. It's not PG style, but I'd love to see him back in the same network. WWE was my indies. I love that. 
Well, I was going to say, I, don't necessar- I didn't necessarily want Cody to dominate the entire rundown. I mean, we, we had it was, it was that big of a news story. We had to give it time, and we had to really delve into it. I do want to talk a little bit about what happened last night on Dynamite, if only because the way that this Revolution pay-per-view card is shaping up, it's going to be mighty nice. Yeah, we get into the, uh, the, the AEW card. Well, dude, no, like, Punk opening the show with a freaking hot promo. That I was mean, a good promo. I'll give him and that basically one. calling out the match that he's going to have with MJF at Revolution. It's going to be a dog collar match. And the build-up like, to him making that announcement was so good. So on the money. The fact that he just had the little shoebox. Like, he's sitting, of course, <laughs> the Indian shape, style yeah. in the middle of the ring. And he's got a shoebox right there. And he's talking about, you know... How he started 20 years ago with, you know, my name's CM Punk and I'm straight edge. That means I don't do drugs, I don't drink, and that makes me better than you. You know, whatever like that. Goddamn so And he ties it into MJF. He's like, because I'm MJF and I'm better than you. All that stuff, like tying it into that. Tying in the, the analogies that... You know, MJF was throwing out there, like, Piper and Portland. I think you're better than Piper in Portland, yeah. You know, I mean, like, Piper in Portland, you could have just, like, if you were playing a drinking game watching that promo, how many times Punk kept mentioning Piper, you know, you'd be shithoused by the time the end of that promo. The way he ended the promo was awesome, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, but just the fact that, like, you know, you want to talk about Piper in Portland, you know, He's like, well, Valentine's Day was this past Monday, and I didn't have a Valentine's. Like, MJF, will you be my Valentine? As he opens the box and pulls out the dog collar. Oh, I, and, I, yeah, and you kind of knew it was, you kept saying Piper's name, so you had a dog collar match. You think of the great match you had with Starcade with uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, which was a brutal match, and still holds up to this day. But the way he ended it was like, MJ, look at this picture right here. Yes. And he shows the picture of MJF as a little kid meeting CM Punk, and he goes, MJ, this was the greatest day of your life. To me, this was, was just Friday. another Sunday. Well, the, to me, this was just, just another, another Friday. Oh, Friday. Yeah. And then at Revolution, this is going to be the, the biggest match of your life. This is going to be the career. worst night of your life. Yeah, the worst and night of your life. To me, me, it's Sunday. another Sunday. And like, yeah. I love that line. I was like, dude. dude no, like, great. hell of a promo, <laughs> hell of a match set up for the pay-per-view. Um, and then you just kind of had more reveals kind of coming. Um, next match was like Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty, which, hell of a match. Dude, I love the way that Brian Danielson wins matches with different moves, but the fact that he did the Nate Diaz fucking triangle uh, d- double bicep flex was yes. just money. I loved it. Well, dude, they had that weird spot where like their legs were tangled up. It wasn't like, weird. Like they're on their heads. They're on their heads down, and they're like punching each other, smacking each other in the down. face. Yeah. Like that was cool. It, it looked a little weird for me. It was kind of weird, but yeah. nah, it was still a really cool spot. But you know, of course. Danielson gets the win, but it's more so the angle after the match where Moxley, you know, well, comes out. You know, Danielson calls out Moxley. He's waiting for his answer. Will you join my side? You know, and then Moxley comes down, cuts a great promo. Basically, he's like, you know, as you were saying all these things last time about, like, us joining forces and us, like, whipping the young talent in shape and blah, blah, blah. It's like a lot of the stuff you said I agree with. I love, you know, blah, blah. But then I got to thinking, like, is he saying this stuff because he wants to join forces, or is he saying this stuff because he just doesn't want to be across the ring from me? Yeah. And basically, Moxley ends it with the whole "I don't join up with people unless I bleed with them first. 
And so now we're alluding to the fact that we're going to have a Danielson versus Moxley match at Revolution. Hey, I'm on the I'm sign me up. I'm on for it. That'll be a hell of a match. Kind of different circumstances. Moxley is a much higher point in his career than he was when these two first squared off ages ago, and then also during their time in WWF or WWE. You know, the dynamics a lot different now. Oh, 100. So. I feel like that's going to be a hell of a match on the car. Ramsey, so, what you... Uh... So, like, you know, every week you guys... I always say that the ex-WWE stars on AEW is the is the shine, is how to get your company out up there. So the two highest rated uh, quarter hour segments last night was... Uh, number two was the CM Punk opening. Mm-hmm. Was the second. And the first was the Danielson Moxley interaction you just had so and then the rest of the card it just went viewership just went down well I mean so most people always watch the beginning because like, you start off strong but yeah I know what you mean those are two like big four hours you know you get the you know it went down so <laughs> like it went, it went from 944,000 people tuned in at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. then at 8.15 it was only 851,000 and then it, at 8.30 7.30 central it jumped back up to 954 to watch Daniel send in Moxley. So I'm just... I'm just you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, that brings up a good point. That brings up a very fair point. It's a title. shame, though, because, I mean, I mean, just kind of like skipping ahead a bit, Wardlow won his match uh, over... Max uh, Caster. Max Caster to be... Uh, or to be officially entered into the oh, Face the, of the uh, Revolution, Revolution ladder, ladder match. Ladder match. Yeah. Um, you had uh, Jericho and Hager versus Santana and Ortiz, which it was a good tag team match. It was a really mm-hmm. good one. You basically you basically had the implosion of, of the, inner, the circle. inner circle, like Santana and Ortiz get the win. Jericho ends up attacking Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie Kingston comes out, interferes, which ends up costing him the match. Well, he didn't really interfere. He oh, was just yeah. there cheerleading, and then Jericho was just like, no, "Fuck you!" Drop kicks him off the apron. Oh yeah, yeah like, right. and then they end up brawling at the end of the match. So I mean, more than likely, that's going to be another match we see at Revolution, well, most well, likely. Yeah, maybe two. Uh, you know, Jericho and Eddie Kingston could be a match. Mm-hmm. Probably will. Well, and we'll talk a little bit more about the tag team. Yeah, we'll, I was gonna. Okay, we'll, good. We'll get to yeah. that in a moment. Um, but no, Santana and Ortiz, kind of like making themselves known, like, hey, we, we want to be taken seriously in the tag team circuit. Yeah. Uh, we had a no-DQ match, Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa. Oh, um, man, I love the fact that we had Martin Cove, a.k.a. Sensei John Kreese, was there in front row seat. Love that. Um, you know, just giving Britt Baker some advice, just, you know, mentally advice, like a sensei would, mm-hmm. you know. She's no. Thunder Rosa gets the win post-match. Britt Baker um, ends up attacking Thunder Rosa, and then they... Try to get Mercedes Martinez to kind of join in. Mercedes doesn't jump in right away, and so basically Britt's gang ambushes her. So now there's this weird thing like, okay, we're we going to build to something where Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez might join forces. But now we have another rumored match for the Revolution card. It's going to be Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. And this is what we've been waiting for for a long time because we remember the classic match they had about a year ago when they had the, the lights uh, out match. Yeah, the lights out match, which was fucking awesome, and you knew that that was where they were going. Thunder Rosa has to be the one to dethrone Britt Baker. Do they do it now? Do they wait? You know, we'll see, but it's coming. And then your main event was uh, the TNT Championship match. Darby, uh, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. I mean, it was a great dude, match. Dude, fucking Sammy Guevara. God yeah, nobody saw it. Yeah, I know, and well, that's a shame. Fucking shame, dude, because Sammy Guevara... the lowest part of the whole night. Those two dudes, young guys, can put their bodies on the line, put up a hell of a match. You should go and watch it. 
Um, they had some hijinks at the end because he didn't want to want to have a clean finish. Uh, Andrade Delidolo uh, made it known that he wants to be the next TNT champion. Him and Matt Hardy joined forces. They kind of uh, Andrade hits uh, Darby Allen with the iPad. Mm. Sammy gets the win, and then you know. And then Andrade hits Sammy with the iPad, and mm. then uh, Matt Hardy runs down and beats, the, beats up Darby. Beats the, uh, Darby in the middle of the ring, but. Andrade walks out with both TNT championships. And so that's yet another rumored match on the card for Revolution is Andrade versus Sammy Guevara. Hey, I'm, so, I'm mean, all for it. That would so, be yeah. a hell of a match. Uh, a couple of other matches that are rumored for the card. We know that Jungle Express is going to be defending their tag golds in a three-way bout. Mm-hmm. Um, the Basically, they're going to be holding two... Um, Two matches to kind of like earn your spot in it. One is going to be like a tag team casino battle royal, and okay. then another one. I can't. I can't remember offhand what the other one. Is. But the rumored participants in this match are the the kings of the black. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I forget uh, the names. Like too. basically the House of Black. It's going to yeah, be House of Black, um, Alistair or Malachi, Malachi black, black and Brody and King. Brody King. Uh, and then also Santana and Ortiz are rumored to be the other team. So you got a three-way tag match for the belts. They could potentially be with those guys. Um, we know that Keith Lee, Wardlow, and Powerhouse Hobbs are going to be three of the guys in the face of the Revolution ladder match. There's still three other spots to oh, be big determined. Guys. you got to get some uh, high flyers up in there. Looks like we're building towards Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the AEW Championship. Yeah, they uh, had a pretty good promo in the ring. And uh, Adam Cole... Uh, Shook his hand, and then next thing you know, Red Dragons come out and attack uh, Hangman Page from behind. So they're definitely setting that feud up. I mean, the Revolution card is shaping up to be a banger. And Adam Cole is the number one contender, so they don't. I don't know why they don't make that known. Known that hey, the rankings. I'm the well, they, guy. well, well, they made it known until they had the lights out match against Orange oh, Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, they also made a point hey. to say, even though he lost the match, it wasn't an official match, so it didn't count against his win. So yeah, record, uh, so. March six, AEW Revolution shaping up to be a decent card. So then you uh, you had brought up a good point, uh, or kind of buried amongst all the Cody news and everything, is the fact that we're going to be getting yet another NXT two point. Yeah, that is sure. interesting, and I'm glad. Let's just you know, I know we're running a little long, but let, let's just talk <laughs> about that real quickly. It's kind of funny how WWE is like it's going to be network only on the Peacock app. Uh, there's no more 205 Live. Shocker there. You, you, you had me cracking up laughing. He's like, yeah, because there's no more wrestlers 205 Live. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody. It's other 205. wrestler went to AEW, Brian Kendrick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. And then, so, what are you going to do? So, now uh, WWE is like, okay, well, we'll get back at AEW. Uh, they do Rampage Tuesday nights after WWE SmackDown. So, we'll do NXT 2.0 Level Up. It'll be exclusive uh, WWE Network or Peacock, whatever, you wanna, whatever it's called now. Uh it's kind of like, will it affect the ratings for Rampage? I don't know. We'll see. It, I was going to say, as, as abysmal as the NXT 2.0 ratings are, do we really need to add another hour Here's the thing. of NXT 2.0 <laughs> programming? Here's the thing. Can you watch... You ask yourself, can you watch Rampage on replay without DVR? No. Oh, can yeah, Can you yeah, watch yeah, NXT yeah, yeah. 2.0 level up? I'm sorry, I was trying to get After a you watch Rampage. You can. Okay. No, 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 so, you can. Like, I have Hulu, and well, I can watch Rampage and Dynamite the next day. I mean, I'm I, I DVR it, but you I'm can. I'm not saying next day. No, I get what I'm you saying. do. Can you watch it right there and then? Oh, well. No, I don't watch even Rampage no. right then and there. No, it's Friday night. But you can watch NXT 2.0 right after want. it, yeah. whenever you want. That's the thing. 
That's the whole thing about what happened with the Wednesday Night Wars. That's the same thing. That would hurt NXT. Is you can watch NXT right after uh, Dynamite because it's on the network. It's on USA and the network. And you can just watch it just like that. That would hurt NXT. <coughs> you get it. If that hour is going to be going to try to hurt Rampage, that needs to be on a network. That's what I'm saying. It has to be on a network. It has to be on a network. It has to be somewhere on a cable channel that you can turn into. If that, there's there's no hurt. Nelson rating for a streaming service to compete with a you're show that's on actual. Yeah, I agree. You're with not that. going to compete. It's, gonna be it's just interesting that they're doing it during the rampage time. They're doing it because well. they can't figure out what to do with two, the 205 production. So they yeah, let's do a fucking XT show, yeah, so. which I've been saying for the longest that they should do. Yeah. But well, you, you live and you learn, right? So when it was the black and yellow, when it was fucking good, this bullshit they have on. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch any 2.0 now. I was going to say, anything else before we uh, bring it to a close? I have failed as an uncle. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. (laughs) My niece came. My niece had a book fair this week. And one of her books, she had to write down five books that she wanted. And the fifth book says, Meet John Cena. And I looked at her. It was so much disappointment. I was like, I failed you. Nobody wants to meet John Cena. Oh, come on. I mean, I I met John Cena. I still fucking get giddy about it, man. I was like, did believe I met the guy. He's got his autograph crumpled up somewhere. It's somewhere. Yeah, I was. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we will bring this edition of the Rage and Rundown to a close. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Stick around and check out our podcast, the Rage and Marks Wrestling Podcast, where this week we'll be tackling heels. Again. Redo, redo? The re- yeah, the redo, redo. This is the third time we're going to try to do this damn thing. So stick around and who knows? Maybe you'll actually get to hear it this time. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll check you out next week.